0: This week on Missions Today.
1: I know the struggles of people in their 20s when you're trying to figure out life, you're trying to figure out your career, you're trying to figure out where to live, you're trying to figure out who to marry. Um, those are big, big decisions um, in life. And I just wanted to create more and more community, more and more space for people to experience this kind of uh, community
0: love. Creating a space where people can experience the love of Christ. That's Grace Liu, our guest this week on Missions Today. I'm Colin Lambert, and today we're gonna travel to Asia to hear how God is at work in the lives of his people around the world. If you were with us last week, you might remember that we heard about uh, the greatest growth in Christianity right now. It's not in the US, but it's actually in Africa and Asia and the Pacific Islands. Grace Liu serves as the city director for Resource Global in Jakarta, Indonesia. Interestingly, Grace was born in Jakarta, moved to, grew up in, and went to college in the U.S., and now is back in Jakarta serving the Lord there. Resource Global, by the way, the sponsor of this program, is an organization that helps build community, develop leaders, and mentor young adults in cities all over the globe. This unique approach to missions is changing lives literally around the world. I recently had a chance to connect with Grace via WhatsApp on a Tuesday night, my time, Wednesday morning for her. Grace, thanks so much for being with us on Missions today.
1: Thank you for having me, Colin.
0: First, just tell us a little bit about your growing up years.
1: I was actually born in Jakarta, Indonesia, um, but I grew up in the States. So when I was six months old, my parents brought me to the States and I spent most of my childhood years in America. Um, Specifically, I grew up in West Virginia, North Carolina, and New York. And so I think the moving around, I think, allowed me some flexibility in terms of um, meeting new people, you know, being in new environments. In my teenage years, my parents brought me back to Jakarta, Indonesia, and that was a big culture shock for me um, because I didn't speak the language at, at that time. And I think coming from a Western culture, I felt a little bit contained. Uh, the Asian culture is very big on discipline and on respecting your elders, and also in school you have to wear uniforms. So. I think it was a little bit of a culture shock for me to experience that coming from a westernized country. I spent my my college years in Michigan. Uh, I was a pre-med student. I double majored in anthropology. And after that, I came back to Jakarta, Indonesia. And, uh, worked for a bit here.
0: Talk to me about uh, any faith activities during your youth. Were you raised in a Christian home? Were you exposed to faith at an early age? Talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, My parents were always involved in um, ministries within church, whether it was choir, or small groups, or uh, Sunday school. And so I was always exposed to that. Um, I think my parents kind of enforced us into this thing called the family altar. um which i i think i because i mean I, as a, as a teenager i rebelled against it but now i see the value in in having those moments with your family um so i think i've always grown grown up with having people come to our house having uh communities my parents building communities within our home um so yeah that was what it was like for me growing up
0: did you did your faith? Obviously, you talked about some of those things that that kind of uh, you weren't necessarily fully engaged with at the time, the family altar, the, the daily gathering together around God's word or around some time together. Uh, how did your faith change or grow, say, from your childhood years up through your college years? Anything that you reflect on about those years?
1: So I think during my childhood to teenage years, I saw it, but I don't think I really felt it or understood. Um, the value of being connected into a Christian community. And so in college, college was really a time when I was completely on my own. And that was that was a time when everything I think that was a time where God really, um, I think, allowed me to experience hardships where I'd really challenged my faith and what I believe and and why 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 community and family is so important. Um, I think during that time, um, I had the choice if I wanted to stay plugged into church, a church community or not. And so um, during that season, I was having a tough time of kind of socializing and a tough time with my academics and even readjusting back to um, life in America because I've lived in Indonesia for such a long time and now I was readjusting back to life in America. And uh, it was during that time there was one specific person that kept bringing me back to church. Um, I, was just, I was just like, why, like why, should I, why should I come back to church and find a community? I feel like I'm trying to do everything right, but everything seems to be going wrong. Um, but long story short, within those two months, I decided, you know what, I have nothing to lose. And so I just had to join her in being part of a Christian community. And it was in that time I realized, you know, I can't do everything on my own. You know, I think Christian community is so important. There's so many benefits and blessings that come with being plugged into a church community. And I think it was in college when I really found Christ. I really I really realized that I can't do everything alone. I realized that um, and being plugged into a church community was was essential to my spiritual growth and i think that was the the time colin when i realized um my love for uh i guess community ministry
0: was there a time that you actually felt like maybe your life course or your direction was changing with regard to your faith and how it might impact your work
1: yeah yeah i think i think that direction or that pivot happens a little bit later in my young adulthood Um, I think college was where God was kind of breaking me down and remolding me into kind of a new version of grace um, where I was instead of taking my future, uh, you know, trying to grab my future and taking control of that. I was really in a space where I felt like I just want to surrender all that to God.
0: Did you plan all along to head back to Jakarta? Was that always part of your plan or did that come up in some other way?
1: Definitely not, Colin. I think coming to the States for college, I was just like, I am never coming back to Jakarta. (laughs) I mean, for me, because I grew up in the States, um, the States was always home to me. And so I was just just thinking that I would finish up my studies in the States. I would maybe go for medical school. I'd find a job in the United States, marry a man in the United States, and just have a comfortable life in, in the U.S. But God had different plans for me. One thing you need to know about me, Colin, is that Um, I'm not sure if this was the way I was brought up, but I'm very big on discipline and commitment. So I do believe that if you start something, you need to finish something. And so I brought that into me choosing um, the medical field. And so I felt like because I started it, I needed to finish finish my pre-med major. And coming back to Jakarta, I felt like I needed to flow along with the major that I have chosen. And so I worked in a hospital for about three years. And at the end of those three years, I really... (laughs) I really come to terms in, in telling myself that, you know what, I think the medical field is not for me. And it took me seven years, Colin, to really come to that conclusion. And this has to do with with your question and and how, how that pivot happened in my life. During that time that I've come to terms that, you know what, I don't think the medical field is for me, I decided to take a, a break, a, a three-month break from work before looking for another job. And it was during that three months. Um, my teacher from my old high school came to me and said, Grace, you know, since you're free, would you mind coming to our school and talking to the grade 12 students about, you know, college life and about college applications? And uh, so, Colin, I'm decent in, in terms of writing. And so she asked me, you, you know, are you willing to help them out with their college applications as well and their essays? And long story short, I said, yes. And what was supposed to be a three month kind of volunteer um, role became a six to seven year job. Um, because I think it was during that time I realized that, you know what? I actually really love um, getting to know people's stories. I really I realized that actually the way I was wired, God uh, God created me with a lot of empathy, which is what made me uh, seamlessly connect with these teenagers. And I think another thing I realized is that I love being able to pick out certain things from people's stories and help them um, uncover the brilliance inside of them. And so it was only when I stepped into this role, I realized, you know what, this is kind of a glimpse of what it feels like to feel like this role was purposed for me. And so during these six and seven years being a career counselor, um, I was also in my personal life experiencing a lot of changes in my personal life, Colin. So um, during these six or seven years, I, I went from dating to being engaged to, to getting married to having my first child and my second child. And it was during these transitional seasons when I realized, you know what, I really need um, community. Because transitioning, like being in your early uh, mid-20s, going through all these transitions, kind of redirecting myself in terms of my career journey, um, it was a lot. And so um, at that time in my church life, uh, I, for some reason, wasn't able to find a community that I really felt like connected with me, with where I was at. And so I felt, I really felt this nudge from God. Uh, he was telling me, you know what? You need to start a community. Like community is so important. You've known that. I've told you that from your childhood years. And now that you're here in these, all these transitions in life, you know, you need to start, you need to start a community. So Colin, again, for me, like, I believe in, in, in structure and consistency. And for me, for me to be step in and become a leader, I felt like there needs to be some sort of training or at least I had to be a church leader that nominated you. But I feel like God was trying to break through my structured mindset and saying like, if I nominate you, I tell you that you're going to, you should need to start a community who, you know, who are you to say that you can't do it? And so I decided to take a leap of faith and I, 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 I was kind of praying through, you know, who is God putting in my line of vision to start a community with? And I realized there were two other girls that were kind of in a similar life transition as me. And I started just meeting with them weekly um, for dinner or just for so We were reading a book together called Crazy Love by Frances Chan. And we started there. And from um, the three of us, that became the 12 of us in a few months. And by the end of the year, there were 25 girls young adult girls that were going through similar life transitions together that got to do life together and so it was during these this period of six or seven years as i was being a career counselor as i was transitioning through life and building community that i began to realize like wow it's uh, i think this was the first time i got a glimpse of what it feels like to to live out to live out to be in a role that i feel like i'm purposed for
0: Uh, Now, let's come back to the time you're you're uh, working with these students at uh, the school and you're helping them with their college plans after you've been something been through something very similar. Uh, Was that really what might be your first time to kind of be mentoring younger people?
1: Yes, I would say that um, the reason why, Colin, I stayed so long in that role for six or seven years is because I I saw value um, in what I mean, not that I have everything figured out, but I saw value in having uh, someone that is a few years older, someone that's a little bit more seasoned, just processing through where you are currently in your season of life. So yeah, I would say that would be my first time in a quote unquote mentoring role. Um, I think that was also the first time I realized, hey, I actually really like speaking to people that are a little bit younger than me and helping them process through struggles and thoughts that they're currently um, going through.
0: I love hearing the story about uh, getting married and having the kids and needing this community that you were talking about and then beginning to see God provide that through these uh, friends that you began study with, starting with just the three of you and then moving up to 25. That really is a key part of your story in these ministry years or these small groups. Talk for a moment how you moved from just having a small group to actually leading a number of small groups and helping with that process.
1: That journey started about 10 years ago. Um, Right now, I am am the Connect Group coordinator um, at my church. And so yes, I I oversee a bunch of community groups within our church. Gosh, that term transition was. I think it was something a little bit. I would say it's organic. I think when I first started in my first community group, I really saw the value in that. And after a year, after a year of of facilitating and leading that group, I felt like I wanted more and more people to experience this feeling of belonging. This 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 experience of growing together with people that were in the same life stage. Um, there's power in it. I think there's power about knowing that you're not alone and knowing that you have people to journey through life with. And so um, from that community, I started building actually a few more young adult communities because I know the struggles of people in their 20s when you're trying to figure out life, you're trying to figure out your career, you're trying to figure out where to live, you're trying to figure out who to marry. Um, those are big, big decisions um, in life. And I just wanted to create more and more community, more and more space for people to experience this kind of uh, community love. Um, I think after a few years, my parent, my pastor and my church noticed that I have this big love for community. He basically told me, like, I think you need to step in and become the connect group. Co- we, call, we call the small groups connect groups in our church. So he wanted me to step in and become the connect group coordinator. And so right now, Colin, um, I do a lot of trainings. I think I do a lot of I guess, heart sharing with with a bunch of leaders in our church on why community is so important. And a lot of that stems in from my own life story, my own journey of how community has really helped me through life transitions. Honestly, I don't know how I would have gone through like, you know, being a new married couple or or gone through being a new mom for the first time without community. I think they really kept me sane throughout those transitions.
0: Tell me how you came to be a part of Resource Global and what that has meant to you in your life and in your work.
1: So, after being a career counselor, uh, because at that at the end of those six seven years, I already had two small children, and so I needed a, a job that was a bit more flexible. So, after that, I decided to start my own um, career counseling, uh, I guess company you could say. But during that season, I also realized I am not really. I mean, entrepreneurship. I think is a different. It's a different skill set, and that's not exactly the way God wired me. I mean, I think I can start up life groups and and small groups, but I think entrepreneurship is something that's a little bit different. Um, But it was during that transitional season where that Resource Global kind of fell in my lap. And so um, during that time, Resource Global has just started, and a friend of mine named Sarah, she was the previous director of Resource Global Jakarta. She had to go back to Chicago. She was living in Jakarta at that time, but she had to go back to Chicago, and she came to me and asked me, hey, do you want to work for Resource Global? And at the time, um, she was trying to explain to me what it was and honestly call it, I wasn't too sure. I didn't have a clear picture of what it actually was. Um, but I think during that time in terms of ministry, God was growing a passion in me for, for leadership. And when Sarah was telling me about Resource Global, I think she mentioned three, two or three keywords, which was community, leadership, and young adults. And those were three things that I was super, I am still super passionate about. And so I think without understanding the, the full extent or the full picture of what Resource Global was, I did feel like God was leading me towards this direction. And so um, I said yes to to kind of replacing her as the city director for Jakarta uh, within Resource Global. And it's been. An awesome journey ever since, Colin. Um, I think I'm so blessed to be in this role. I love the young adults that I get to meet and converse and talk with. I love getting to know know their stories. It's kind of like an extension of me being a career counselor, but now I get to do this with young adults that are already in the marketplace. And I think I love I love my job so much because I love how to see how these young adults are so vulnerable um, and sharing their personal struggles. I think it's so different because. When I first started working um, in a corporate setting, it was a hospital, but it was more of a corporate setting. I think leadership looked different to me, um, where I'm not sure if this is the Asian culture, or maybe this is just in general, but in the marketplace, from what I understood as the early a uh, young 20-year-old, leadership looked like you can't show your weaknesses. You need to have all the answers. Basically, you need to uh, look strong all the time but then coming to Research global um the way we look at leadership is really how jesus leads people where there's vulnerability um where there is um this element of holding space for different people um and i love working with these young adults because they're so creative they're just so they're not really focused on their major, which, I mean, that's that's kind of my story. I was very focused on, okay, I'm a pre-med student, so therefore I need to do something in the medical field, but for them, they're very creative in seeing, okay, not just my major, but what are some of the things that God has placed in my life, and how does he want to use every element of my life to expand God's kingdom? And um, last but definitely not least, I think the young adults that come to Research Global are curious. They're constantly curious about how God's moving. What, what else is God doing? How can I play a role in that? I love that. I love that I get to continuously do um, what I do in resource Global and just play a role and a part in the lives of these young adults.
0: Uh, this program is called Missions Today, and it's and it's about missions, but a new kind of missions. We're all familiar, most of us in the West, very familiar with Uh, missionaries coming to our church or going on short-term mission trips, but uh, I think Resource Global, and specifically, Grace, the work you're doing in Jakarta, is a perfect example of mission work right there in the heart of the city that's taking place that people might not even know or understand is going on. That's one of the reasons we're doing this program is to shed light on that, and I just want to thank you for the work you're doing with these young people and investing in them and, and into their lives in such a way that they continue to want to lead, to grow, and to expand what you've talked about related to the kingdom of God. I think we all believe that's the most important thing, is that expansion of God's kingdom, reaching more people through creative and innovative ways. Uh, As we wrap up here, maybe just some key things that you've learned about how to connect with people, uh, how to engage with people, how to relate to people— Uh, in your experience, uh, in your efforts to share Christ or to uh, share the kingdom work of Christ with them where they are?
1: I think uh, in my years being in Resource Global um, and even the the recent years of developing myself more as a leader and even as a follower of Christ, um, I've really been been deepening myself in this topic of self-awareness, personal awareness, um, there's two things that I've really been growing more in. And I think this this also relates in the way that I lead in Resource Global and the way I lead in my ministries. I think I'm big on two things. Number one is um, self-discovery and number two is intentional vulnerability. Um, I think in terms of self-discovery, I've realized that it's so important to understand that in each season of life, we are growing into different versions of ourselves. Again, if I bring you back to my previous years um, of college you know i'm big on consistency and discipline but i've realized that 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 was very limiting to my growth each and every one of us we're all on this journey of growth and in order for growth to happen there is change that happens in our life and because there's change happening we are always evolving to different versions of ourselves and so i do feel like in my personal life i realized that i need to constantly be rediscovering myself and the way god has wired me and trying new things also and, and realizing the new things that God is putting inside me. So even as a follower of Christ, as I'm realizing and learning new things about myself, I also learn new things about God. And in those, in that newness, I get to share new testimonies, new stories with the leaders, with the young adult leaders that God has placed in my line of vision. Um, intentional vulnerability, I think is so important as I develop myself as a leader. And as I, as I am involved in this role and developing um, more kingdom-centered, gospel-centered leaders within Jakarta, one thing that I've realized is that growing up, I wasn't really vulnerable with myself. Um, the reason why it took me so long to realize that I wasn't, I wasn't wired for the medical field was because I wasn't being true to myself. I felt that if I started something, I needed to finish something, and I almost didn't allow myself to quit or to uh, acknowledge that this actually is not for me. Uh, intentional vulnerability has to start with yourself. When you're vulnerable with yourself, when you're comfortable speaking your truth only, then can you extend that to other people. And so these are two things that I'm learning personally, Colin. Um, And as I journey through my role in Resource Global, I hope to live out these two things um, because in being vulnerable in the Asian culture is not easy. I think we're taught to, you know, save face and 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 not really show our weaknesses. But as we approach leadership in a different way, especially in the Asian culture, and saying that it's okay to say that you don't have all the answers, it's okay to say, you know what, I'm kind of weak in this area. Can someone else step in? Um, I think we're creating a new breed of leaders, a new breed of leaders that are intensely in love with Jesus and want to share. the love of Jesus through self discovery and also through being vulnerable in terms of their leadership.
0: A uh, final item uh, is there a story you can tell me and it can be brief just a summation but a story of of something that's happened with your ministry there with Resource Global in the last year or so could be tied to the pandemic or coming out of the pandemic or somebody that you've intersected with or that's part of the organization there a story of God at work you'd like to share.
1: Prior to the pandemic I think I've been Uh, talking to uh, all the young adults that have been coming, young adult leaders have been coming into Resource Global and they, everyone is doing amazing projects. I think um, amazing initiatives to just better, better our city, you know, finding needs in our city and meeting those needs. But I think it was only when the pandemic hit, did I see all our alumni, we call them alumni for those that kind of quote unquote graduated from the program, all our alumni come together and, and really address this need of this pandemic. There was a time where we were lacking hazmat suits, our masks, or um, our medical workers were, were being overworked, I think, when the pandemic first hit. And that was the first time when I saw all our alumni come together and say, look, I have a factory that can create hazmat suits. Look, I have, I have, I have a restaurant you know, that can maybe provide food for the medical workers. I have, there's this one um, alumni named Julia Tan. She, along with like a team, um, they, they have this initiative called Dr. Sharon, which is a floating hospital, which is amazing that um, provides medical service to different islands. And so she uses she used her resources to be able to provide medical help to islands that really needed it. And so it was just so amazing for me. I didn't initiate it, Colin. Um, it was self-initiated by all the young adults that have gone through resource school. They came together. They united under under kind of the vision of wanting to spread God's love through meeting the needs of the city in the moment. And I think that was a beautiful picture and portrayal for me to see unity within the body of Christ. Um, and again, they were just moving together in one spirit and that was, that was just a privilege for me to see as a city director um, and something I hope, I, a culture that I know will continue um, in the years to come.
0: Being the hands and feet of Christ, that is what Grace has learned and what she's teaching the young adults that she and her team are mentoring in Jakarta and the surrounding areas. You know, as we think about mission and how it can work in our own lives, it's interesting that Grace never said, you have to check out this neat curriculum or there's a great plan that will bring you success and mission endeavors. Actually, she wasn't spending a lot of time looking outwardly at all. She was constantly looking inwardly towards herself and how she could improve the things she could do to connect better with those around her and specifically looking for the Lord's guidance to make the biggest impact. Four things stood out to me in my conversation with Grace. Number one, allow God to help you discover who you are and how he's gifted you. Second, be intentionally vulnerable. You, you don't have to have all the answers. Number three, maintain a curious mindset. What is God showing me here? What do I have to learn? What can I learn from others today? And number four, look for people that God puts in your line of vision every day. Every day, God brings people across your path and you have the opportunity to make a difference in their lives as well. We all have the ability to be on mission. We all have been gifted with the ability to love. We just have to put that into action. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. If you've enjoyed the show today, I'd love it if you'd subscribe, rate it, and leave a review on iTunes. If you have feedback for me, you can email me clambert at missionstoday.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Missions Today Radio. Missions Today is a production of Resource Global. I'm Colin Lambert, and I look forward to seeing you here next week for more of Missions Today.